God has the capacity to hear you, not just because you are a child, because you talk to him based on his will. The first ministry of a believer is the ministry of intercession. Until love is tested and demonstrated on the platform of intersection, it will be difficult for you to do or carry out every other service in the kingdom without being weary. Intercessors are people who are hidden for the hundreds of world. On Sunday, I planned that we are going to have teamwork at uh, the lead service, but we are now going to have teamwork. Uh, we are going to do team prayer. Praise God. So we're going to do team prayer, 7.30 a.m. So uh, put it in mind so that you can be, uh, you can be there. We're going to be praying for our businesses. Um, there will be prayer requests. We'll be praying for businesses. We'll be praying for uh, career we're going to be praying for bodily healings. Um, there will be impartation and the grace of God uh, will be in full uh, supply. Uh, today, I started a series, um, is Vision Partnership. Vision Partnership. Now, um, on Sunday, I um, quickly spoke about the three dimensions of the partnership we're looking at. Um, I spoke about the intercessory dimension, um, and I spoke about the participatory dimension, that is participation. All right? Participation. And then the third one is financial dimension, that is sowing and reaping, giving dimension, the generosity of a believer. And then I was speaking from the book of Philippians chapter 4, and I was explaining how the church at Philip. Um, uh, the church of the Philippians church uh, gave and partnered with Paul and all that. All right. So, but I just enumerated it. And if you have listened to the message, you'll notice that it's just 26 minutes. You know, that was a miraculous uh, uh, message on Sunday. 26 minutes. I wish I could be preaching like that. God help me. Praise God. All right. If you want me to do that, can you say amen? amen. Okay. All right. All right, I can see what is in your mind now. Now, visual partnership is the communion that supports agreement and dedication, all right, to the fruition of God's covenant vision on the earth. That's what visual partnership is all about. It's all about God. It's not all about you. It's all about what God has in mind. It's all about the heartbeat of God. It's all about the purposes of God and the agenda of God for the people of the earth or for the world. All right? And all believers are called to this higher service. Now, at a level we serve. All right? We serve. All believers we serve. But when it comes to partnership, is a higher calling. is a higher service. All right? And then we need understanding to be able uh, to serve at that level. All believers are saved to live for God and not themselves. Somebody say, I'm saved to live for God. Say boldly. Say, I'm saved to live for God. Say, therefore, I live for God. Say, as from today, I live for God only and not for myself or for anybody. Say, I live for God. Amen. So we receive grace to live for God. So all believers are saved to live for God. We serve God. We worship God. We flow with God. We worship Him and then we live for Him. And we respond to His calling and then we respond to His love. God has a vision of saving the whole world and sent His only begotten Son to die for, um, for, 
our sins, that is the people of the world, and resurrect for our justification. And is actually engaging us to partner with him to expand the kingdom on the earth by saving and leading millions and billions of people uh, to Christ. So you can see the heartbeat of God is so winning. So God is telling us, God is calling us to partnership, all right, to expand the kingdom of God on the earth. And now we know that the resultant effect is so winning. God wants the kingdom of God to be everywhere. He wants it in government. He wants it in entertainment industry. He wants it in all sectors of the economy. He wants it in academia. He wants it everywhere. So God wants us to spread the kingdom of God everywhere. When Jesus came, he was preaching the kingdom. And then he said to us in prayer, Matthew chapter 6, he said, we should pray that the kingdom of God should come and that the will be done on the earth as it is done in heaven. So God wants us to spread his will on the earth and he wants us to spread his kingdom on the earth. That's what Jesus Christ started. The kingdom had come. Praise God. We belong to that kingdom. Somebody say, I belong to the kingdom of God. If you belong to the kingdom of God, can you say amen? Amen. So intercessory prayer, therefore, is a dimension of partnership wherein we fellowship and commune with God on behalf of others. We fellowship and commune with God on behalf of others. Or for others. Praise God. With fellowship and communion. Now there is such a thing as like a selfless prayer. A selfless prayer in the sense that not because you are not praying for yourself. But because you are passionate about the well-being of others. You are passionate about the well-being of others. You are passionate about the well-being of the country. Or the government. Of the church. Of your pastors. Of your co-worshippers in church. You are just concerned. Alright? You are just concerned. This is not just um, um, any our prayer lifestyle. When we go down deeper into these teachings, you know that this is uh, the grace uh, given to every one of us by the Spirit. It is prevailing with God on behalf of men. Intercession is prevailing with God on behalf of men. Alright? And praying for men alright, to enjoy and connect what God has blessed them with. Praying for men to enjoy, to connect and enjoy what God has blessed them with. Alright? It is prevailing with God on behalf of men. Prevailing with God on behalf of men. And then praying for men to enjoy what God has blessed them with. To enjoy what God has blessed them with. So, now if we want to see the hand of God move on the earth, we've got to pray. Praise God. We've got to pray. Now, for you to be saved, somebody prayed somewhere. Praise God. Alright? Somebody prayed somewhere. Now, for the revival to take place in our land, we've got to pray. For every great revival that's ever occurred, there was a preceding prayer. Alright? And that kind, those kind of prayers were prayers that were prayed by selfless, passionate, loving people. People that, you know, actually, uh, you know, saw into the mind of God and pray his will into reality. And pray his will into reality. Pray his will into reality. Now, take note. It's a prayer of faith. Take note. This is very important. It's a prayer of faith. It's a prayer of faith. Now, let me first start with that so that you understand. When we say intercessory prayer, it's a prayer of faith. We believe in God, all right, to change the lives of people. 
we believe in God and so we talk to God about the life of other people. We talk to God concerning government. We talk to God concerning a country. We talk to God concerning a people because we believe in God. First John, let's first check our scripture. First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5, we'll read from verse, let's say verse um, 13. Verse 13. Verse 13. The scripture says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you already have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, you have eternal life. You are not going to have it. You have it now. Now, um, I have to start from here so that you know that God himself is eternal. God has eternal life. God is eternal life. Are you getting what I'm saying? We have the same life that God has. So we can communicate with God at the level of eternity. Praise God. So you see, he said, we have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Alright? The next verse. It says, now, this is the confidence that we have in him. Alright? We believe. We continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, there are things that we will face that may want to terminate our belief, but we must continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You see that? Alright? Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Glory to God. Now, he only, he only responds to his will. His will is revelation. His will is what he has said in his word. Are you getting what I'm saying? If the word of God says you are healed, you are healed. Glory to God. So if you talk to him based on what he has said in his word, he hears us. Bible says. He hears us. So God has the capacity to hear you, not just because you are a child, alright? Because you talk to him based on his will. Alright? Now, intercession is God's will. All over the scriptures, you see men of God interceding for people. Moses interceded for people. Daniel interceded for people. Alright? Interceded for people. Jacob interceded for people. Jacob had to prevail with God because of the generation coming. Glory to God. Alright? He prevailed with the angel. You remember? He prevailed with the angel. The angel said, it's daybreak. You have to let me go. He said, you're not going to go until you bless me. Glory to God. And generations were inside Jacob. Don't forget when Adam fell, we fell with him. And the last Adam came, he rose, we rose with him. Glory to God. He's seated at the right hand of God and we are seated with him. So the same thing is applicable to Jacob. Alright? So Jacob prevailed with God because of the generations coming. Alright? Intercessory. Now Daniel also interceded. All over the scriptures you see men that interceded. Ezekiel interceded. Alright? Now God willing we... We get to some of them. Jesus interceded. Glory to God. Even when he was going, he interceded. Before he chose his disciples, he interceded. Always praying for us. Glory to God. And in 1 John chapter 2, 1 to 2, Bible says we have an advocate when we make mistakes. He is still praying for us. Glory to God. So Jesus praying for us. The Holy Spirit interceding for us. Through us. We are going to get there. So all over the scriptures, see, the first ministry of a believer is the ministry of intercession. Now I'd like you to take note of that. The first ministry of a believer. That until your love is tested and demonstrated on the platform of intersection, alright, it will be difficult for you to do or carry out every other service in the kingdom without being offended. Without being wearied. It will be difficult. 
Intersection must be the water you drink every day. Intersection must be a kind of food you eat every day. You must have people you are praying for. You must have government you are praying for. You must have most of the things people complain about, you must pray about them. That's intercession. Every believer. Now, if I have some believers, new converts that are just born again today, it's one of the things I will tell them. Get the names of some countries. Get the names of some people in government. Get the names. I pray for them. Paul had to be praying. Now, you, 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 you can't be successful in ministry if you don't pray for people you reach out to. Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot be successful in ministry without ministry of intercession. And that is why it's the fundamental and basic thing that every believer should know. Intersection. And that's interceding for people, standing in God for others. Alright? Standing in God for others. Fasting for others. Not fasting for yourself. Forgetting about your own need and praying for other people's needs to be met. Alright? That is love. Bible talked about Jesus Christ. He left everything in, in glory. He left the glory. He came down to a level to die for us. Intercessory ministry is the ministry of Jesus. Is a ministry of the Spirit. Is a ministry of Jesus. Is by faith. He said, uh, you know, the scripture speaking, 1 John chapter 5, verse 15. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, look at that. If we know that He hears us, oh, that's love. Now, do you know God hears you? He said, believers need to know that He hears them. All right? So, God can, you can speak to God concerning coronavirus in China. And then God will hear you from here. If you know that he hears you. Alright? Look at it. And if we know that he hears us. How many of you know that he hears you? You know that you, you know that you know that you know God hears you. And have, have God ever answered your prayer before? Yes. That means he hears you. You have testimonies in your past. That you can always use to combat or to tackle the matters of the future. Just like David, he said, this Goliath will be like one of those bear and lion that I conquered. So there will always be testimonies in the past that you use, alright, to combat the matters of the future. Look at it. Whatever we ask, based on the fact that we know that we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know again that we have the petitions that we ask of him. That is, we have received that which we ask him. Now, look at the first knowing is, he hears us. The second knowing is, we have received what we asked. Glory to God. But don't forget, the Bible says, this is the confidence that we have. So that means with that confidence, we can approach the throne of grace. And place a demand on grace. To intervene concerning a cause. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that is... The primary assignment of every believer. So it's a prayer of faith. Now, I want to share with you that it is the ministry of the Spirit through us. It is the ministry of the Spirit through us, born out of love for God and humanity. Now, let's take it one by one. It's the ministry of the Spirit. What kind of Spirit? The Holy Spirit. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Alright? And the Bible says... That he prays with groanings that cannot be halted. Romans chapter chapter 8 verse 26. Um, let's see from verse 25. Right? And I said, but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Verse 26. 
He said, likewise the spirit also ebbs in our weaknesses. Because we are still in this 18 vessel. We are humans. So we have weaknesses. Praise God. So Bible says, the spirit himself also ebbs in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we hold. But the spirit himself makes intercession. This is where I'm going. This is very powerful. Most believers don't know that most times when we are praying in tongues or praying in the Spirit, we are making intercession. And the Holy Spirit is actually interceding through us. Glory to God. That, that, is not, that your mind can't really you know, um, understand what you are saying does not mean that the Holy Spirit is not praying through you. It gets to a point when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you know you have entered the realm, you are not the one just speaking. The utterance is direct from heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? Especially when you are praying in the Holy Spirit. He said the Spirit himself, look at it. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. This is very powerful. This is very powerful. Look at it very well. He says we have weaknesses. But the Spirit helps in our weaknesses. Now, it looks like, okay, the weakest person here can intercede. Praise God. The weakest person can intercede. So what Bible is saying, that in that your weaknesses, that you sleep too much. In that your weaknesses, alright, that you get tired easily. In that your weaknesses, that you don't even feel like praying at all. In that your weaknesses. Mention the weaknesses. Bible says the Holy Spirit prays. And intercedes, alright, for us. Now, look at another dimension. It says, For we, we should, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So, and now, sometimes we don't even know what we should pray for. Or you find yourself in a situation, you don't even know how to address the situation. Or you look at other people, or you look at the situation of the country, you don't even know where to start from. Let's say you want to talk to God about Nigeria now. You don't even know where to start from. Alright? You want to talk to God about some other countries that you believe that, well, it's a place you should be. You, say, you, you know where to start from. But concerning Nigeria, you don't know where to start from. Praise God. So, but they says the Holy Spirit will help you to start from somewhere. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit will help you. You know there are people that offend us. There are people in our families. There are people in our you know, businesses or whatever. The way they behave. You know, if you want to start praying for them, you don't know where to start from. Bible says that in your weaknesses, when you don't even know what to say, you don't know where to start from, you don't know how to start praying because of the challenges you are facing. He said the Holy Spirit himself, you know, pray for us. Look at it. You know, we don't know what to pray. We hope to pray. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I want you to give us amplified version. Let me see. Hmm. He doesn't just pray for us. He prays through us for us. Praise God. Look at it. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our head and bears us up in our weaknesses. You see that? For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily, as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to, to meet our supplication and please in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. 
Glory to God. I hope it's not too deep for comprehension. (laughs) Unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. So that means Holy Spirit unleashes his feelings and emotions through us. Alright? To get God's attention on whatever matter. Are you getting what I'm saying? The groanings. The groanings. The Holy Spirit speak. He speak. He prays for us, through us. Glory to God. He prays for us, through us. Now something comes to my mind. Hold somebody beside you and just pray. You can pray in the Holy Spirit or pray in understanding. If you can't pray in the Holy Spirit, just pray in understanding. Now, there's, there's going to be a flash of a face. There's going to be a flash of a face in your heart right now. Pray for that person. Remember a country, pray for the country. Remember a, a person, pray for the person. Remember a company, just pray for the company. Remember, you know, remember. Just the, by the Spirit, by the Spirit right now. By the Spirit. By the Spirit, by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit praying through us right now. Showing us things to pray about. Put it in our heart, put it in our heart. People to pray for. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Now we just practice what the word of God says. The Holy Spirit pray through us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Pray through us. Bring pictures to your to your sides to pray for the person in the future in the picture or bring the map to you and then you pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit pray and then you just pray and then put somebody's name in your heart or it makes you remember your boss and then you pray. You pray and intercede. So is the ministry of the spirits. Is a ministry of the Holy Spirit. He prays for us. Not just for people who are believers. He steers us to pray for others who are believers. He steers us to pray for those who are not believers. So that they can be saved. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that they can be saved. We don't argue with unbelievers. We pray them into salvation. Glory to God. We pray them into salvation. You need to meet some philosophers. I've met people who don't believe the Bible. Don't believe God exists. Alright? There's nothing you want to say. It's the Holy Spirit that needs to arrest them. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you'll have been hearing of some crazy conversions all over the world. Some Muslim sheikh getting born again and all that seeing Jesus Christ appearing to them and blah, blah, blah. We are the type of people that should pray Jesus into manifestations everywhere. Praise the Lord. So you see that it's a ministry of the Spirit. He prays through us. He prays for us. We are people born out. I mean, we are people born of God. And we must be passionate and be full of love uh, for souls. It's a passion in the privacy for souls. To see God move in the midst of men. It's a passion in the privacy for souls. To see God move in the midst of men. In the midst of men. Now, you know, unbelievers are dead spiritually. They're like dry bones. If you check Ezekiel chapter 37, if you read from verse 1, I'm in the spirit in the day of the Lord, I was carried into the valley of the dry bones. So you remember. You remember the story. In the valley of the dry bones. Now, if you read further, because of time, he says that God told him, he said, man of God, can this bone live? He said, God, you know. He says, only you know that it was a hopeless situation. Now, the same thing we can see about countries, the same thing we can see about people, the same thing we can say hopeless situation. But you see, God will not come down and prophesy. God told him, he said, prophesy. 
Huh? Look at it. And again, I said to me, prophesy to these bowls and say to them, O dry bowls, hear the word of the Lord. You see that? Now, thus says the Lord to those bowls, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Next verse. He said, and I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Yes. And then so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Praise God. So the bone, they, they, they identified themselves. Praise God. Alright. Not bone to another bone. Bone to bone. Praise God. Because everywhere was scattered. But what I want you to learn here is that this is an intercessory prophetic meeting. Are you getting what I'm saying? He wasn't prophesying to his bone. He wasn't prophesying to himself. He was prophesying to the dryness in the valley. The dry bones in the valley. Now, believers ought to understand that each time we talk against or talk about or complain about dryness or dry bones, alright, there is an alternative that God wants us to actually do to prophesy concerning the bone. And let me tell you, Bones can be so dry, it can be economy, it can be country, it can be military, it can be whatever is dried all around us that we need to prophesy to. They are just waiting for a prophetic declaration. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now people can be tired of praying and praying and praying and praying. We must not be tired of praying. That's why intercession is a ministry of the Spirit. Even when we are weak, he prays through us. This guy didn't know the bone will rise. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the bone rose. Praise the Lord. Because he was commanded to do so. Now I want us to see this partnership as a commandment of the law. What you do daily. In the night, in the day, whenever you pray. Not just about yourself. You intercede for others. Interceding for first timers. Interceding for second timers. Interceding for those who are not consistent in church. Interceding for worshippers. Interceding for choir. Interceding for pastors. Interceding, 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 interceding. Especially if they are put in charge of something, you must intercede to make sure that that thing is running. It's very important. Not complaining about things. You see, see these people, they are not listening. They are not hearing what. You have to intercede for them. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to intercede for them. They will not hear word until you intercede for them. The bones were dried until there was prophecy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody can be looking so robust, but the ears are dried. It's not hearing word. So you have to intercede and cast out the demons blocking the word from entering. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to intercede and cast it out. That demon of stubbornness, out. You mentioned their names. That's why it's a privacy thing. You can't mention their names in the public. Praise the Lord. That spirit of arrogance, so so person, ouch. I was told of somebody who is always arguing and arguing and arguing is in problem now. And everybody has left him because he's always arguing and arguing and arguing is in problem now. So I told somebody who is in charge, I said, look, you have to look after him, you have to mentor him and pray for him. He needs deliverance, even though he's a believer. From demons of arguments. Having philosophical reasoning, you can't reason the word of God philosophically. You have to submit to the person of the Holy Spirit to reveal the word to you. Bible says, receive the word of God with what? Meekness. You can't be arrogant to receive the word. You can't be full of philosophical 
And then you say, you say, you know, it should be like this. May I have problem with this? There's something wrong. There's nothing wrong with you being critical or want to learn and then asking questions. But when you take it to the level of, you know, Confucius and then Aristotle, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. You receive the word of God with meekness. That's what the Bible says. So such a person, you pray for that person. If you have friends like that, you pray for them. You have bosses that don't believe God, that smokes, and then you are a passive, they make you pass, passive smokers, and then as they enjoy their, their cigarettes, you pray for them. Else you continue to be passive smokers. Before you know it, you might be active smokers if you don't pray. That is the truth. You have to pray. They wanted to destroy Daniel and his friends. They interceded in the night. He said, give us a night. That night was a night of intercession. Is it until you are told you are going to be dead tomorrow that you start interceding? He interceded and God showed up. That's Daniel chapter 2. In Daniel chapter 9, he said, we have seen, O God. Holy him cannot be bearing, we have seen, O God. He was praying for Jerusalem, praying for the Israelites. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he explained everything because the Bible says he understood by book, the book of Jeremiah. That they were not supposed to stay that long. And because of their sin, they've stayed too long. And then Angel Gabriel came to him as the answer to his intercession. That's Daniel. No wonder the secret of government in his time was always revealed to him. Don't forget that they legislated against him praying. And then he opened his windows to the east and, and then he started praying. Because if they could stop his intercession, then they stopped his ministry. It seems like if you stop interceding, then your ministry, it hangs. So Daniel interceded. So you see that? Now, this man interceded and interceded for the dry bones. Go to Numbers chapter 14. Now, in Numbers chapter 13, spies were sent to go and check the, east, uh, the land, the promised land. And then they came back, 10 with bad reports, 2 with good reports. Caleb and Joshua, they said, well, we are not able to go there. The people, the land is very sweet, as God has said. We could see these are the fruits. But you see, we cannot try them. The giants of the Hanaks are there. The descendants of this, the descendants of that. They brought bad reports. And God was looking at them. Joshua said, let's go at once. Caleb said, let's go at once and take the place. We are able to take the place. And let me tell you, that's perception. There is perception to everything. Even as we are believers here, there are people that believe that, okay, I can take up this place. And there are people that believe that I can't take it. But let me tell you, men of great perceptions are men of great intercession. If you are not a deep intercessor, you cannot have a great perception. You can't believe you can take over a place. If you have not been interceding. Trace Caleb and trace um, um, Joshua. You know that they were not far from the ministry of Moses. And what is the ministry of Moses? Ministry of intercession. I will show you here. Moses' ministry was to deliver the Israelites from Egypt. I hope you know that. So he had to commune with God concerning the Israelites. Not about him. Not about his wife and his kids. It was so bad that God said he wanted to eradicate Israel and start a new life with Moses. And Moses was giving God reason why he should not do it. Numbers, let's read from verse 1. He said, if the Lord, is this verse 1? So the congregation lifted up their voices and cried and the people wept that night and blah, blah, yeah, because of the bad news they got. 
And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt. Or if only we had died in this wilderness. Yes. Can you see what they were thinking of them themselves? Why has the Lord brought us to this land? To fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Will it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Now, the reason why we are really, don't be saying that, why are these people like this? Because most believers are like that in the New Testament. We complain a lot. Even when we have seen the hands of God in the past, we still complain. Can you see that? Next verse. So he said, so they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. They want to return to where they came from. He said, when I was in the world, I was enjoying. I had more money than when I'm saved. I had more connection. I had more women. Look at it. They wanted to return, actually. Next verse. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. Yeah. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying the land we, we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Yes? If the Lord delights in us, there he will bring us into this land. Then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Yes? Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Joshua and Caleb. Can you see the statement? They are our bread. Most of the things you fear, they are your food. Praise God. They are your meat. Most of the things you fear, they don't. They are not real. Praise God. Yes. He said, and all the congregation said, look at the congregation. Said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the meeting before all the children of Israel. Glory had to appear because he wanted to stone them. God had to appear. Because they were the only voice of reasoning. Moses, Joshua, Caleb, Aaron. Next verse. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? With all the signs which I have performed among them. Can you see that? It's actually the people that left Egypt. Do you know what sometimes happens to us? You have seen lame walk. You have seen yourself being healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? You were healed of a terminal disease. And then you now have a headache. You are now complaining. God showed up, provided huge amount of money, probably when you were in school. You pay your fee, you pay this, you pay that, you pay that. Now that you are working, a little bill just showed up, then you are complaining. Look at it. He said, and how long will they not believe me with all the signs and wonders I perform? Yes? Next verse. And then he says, I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit, disinherit. Can you see that word? Disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. This is God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I will make of you. Now, 
If intercession is not selfless, Moses will have succumbed to this. Can you see? That God will eradicate Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do you understand? He said this, he said, I've established these people. Is, 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 is in them the name of the Lord is named forever. I establish my covenant with Abraham forever. So he want to truncate it. Next one. And Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear of it. For by your might you brought these people up from among them. Yes? And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, Lord, are among these people. That you, Lord, are seen face to face. And your cloud stand above them. And you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. They've heard. They've actually seen because it was the pillar of fire that went to go and block them at the back when they were coming to hit them. Do you remember? Now if you kill these people as one man, then the nations which have heard of your fame will speak, saying, look at his argument. And how he presented his position. Now because the Lord was not able to bring these people to the land which he swore to give them, Therefore, he killed them in the wilderness. You see that? Nesbos. And now I pray, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying. Read along. The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he by no means clears the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of, on the children, to the third and fourth generation. Yes? Read. Pardon the iniquity of these people, I pray, according to the greatness of your mercy, just as you have forgiven these people from Egypt even until now. So God has always been forgiven. Yes? Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. Intercessor. You see the call of the ministry there. The ministry of a pastor is not preaching. Primarily intercession. I remember when I was in school, somebody's friend became the president of the fellowship and the friend was very happy that his friend has become the president of the fellowship. He made mention of a statement. And since that time, I did not really fully associate with them. He said, Ah! Bless God! Free pulpits! So people always look for avenues to preach. Not on the streets, on the pulpits. If you intercede, if you really intercede, the avenue will be provided by God Himself. You have no business talking to God, talking to people about God, without talking to God about people. Are you getting what I'm saying? Intercession is talking to God about the people. So you can't go and talk to people about God that you have not met in intercession. The reason why Moses could go and talk to Pharaoh and talk to the Israelites is because he met God. You remember? Uh-huh. He was even asking God that, what will I tell them? He said, tell them I am. I am. And they showed him signs. I don't know why people desire things that are very far, far above them. It's unnecessary. What is general that you should desire is intercession ministry. So we have to make up our mind. An intercede is a partnership. When you hear of a meeting coming up, 
you know that it's your business to pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? There might not be a call to general prayer in church, but you must pray. You pray for your pastor, you pray for your center pastor, you pray for your leader, the leader of your unit, you pray for the department you belong to, you pray for your co-workers, you pray for your subordinate, you pray for your leader, you pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your spiritual father, you pray. You pray all the time. You can't be praying for people like that and your life will not be easy. And your life will not be great. I remember one of my coordinators, we had to pray one week for his marital life. I just know that I know, that I know this is a seed sown which I will reap one day. Glory to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You pray for families, you pray for marriages, you pray, you pray, you intercede. And they don't need to know you're praying for them. They don't need to know. I remember there is um, a woman that prayed for Kenneth Higgins meeting, you know, and then they said that when she walks into the meeting, Kenneth Higgins will feel it in his spirit. And the woman is in the meeting. You know, it's like when the Holy Spirit enters another dimension in the meeting, and then you just feel it in your spirit. They say when the woman is physically in the meeting, can I take him will feel it? There's one Papa Nash or something that we used to hear about him, Papa Nash or something. I've forgotten his name, really. They go, they travel. When they hear that there's going to be a gospel campaign, let's say, for example, we're going to Ibadanao for a gospel meeting, they will have gone there a week or two weeks before and be praying. They can even pray for two weeks for two days crusade. Two days crusade. They will be praying for two weeks. Are you great? Intercessors are people who are hidden, but they have great reward. They are not public people. They are not the popular people. They are so, there will be so many surprises in heaven. Behind the ministry of Bunkage, there are intercessors that we don't know. Behind the ministry of Billy Graham, there are intercessors that we don't know. Are you getting what I'm saying? Surprises in heaven. Praise God. So you see how ministry of Moses changed the mind of God. God relented. God wanted to destroy them. And don't forget anything God says he wants to do. He actually means it. And he can do it. Alright? He can do it. Go to verse 27. Numbers, verse 27. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. Verse 28. Quickly. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? Can you see that? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Yes? Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. That's 28. 29. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall this wilderness. All of you who were numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above. Yes? Except for Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and, and Joshua, the son of Nun. You shall by no means enter the land which I swore I will make you dwell in. You know what at that point? When they were complaining and they were murmuring and they wanted to stone, Moses had to go before the Lord to pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? God told him, he said, I'm not going to destroy them again, blah, 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 blah. But by the time Moses, we relay with people, they, the complaint continue. God said, Moses, wait. Let's destroy these people. We'll destroy. Not like I wanted to destroy them before. I've relented, but they will be dying gradually. Look at what happens. Yes. Next verse. He said, but, you little, but your little ones whom you said will be victims, I will bring in. And they shall know the land which you have despised. Yes? 
But as for you, your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness, in this wilderness. Yes? He said, And your sons shall be shepherds in the wilderness forty years, and bear the the brunt of your infidelity until your carcasses are consumed in the wilderness. God called complaints infidelity. Sadolatry. That is, you have an alternative to God. Yes? Next verse. According to the number of the days in which you spied, verse, what is this? 34. 40 days. For each day you shall bear your guilt one year, namely 40 years, and you shall know my rejection. Yes? Say, the Lord has spoken this, and I will surely do so to all these evil congregations who are gathered together against me. In this wilderness they shall be consumed, and there they shall die. Praise the Lord. Now, let me tell you something. Eh? The ten guys that brought reports, immediately there was a plague that killed them right there in this chapter. If you read further, immediately there was a... Don't even if you have a bad report, don't say it. You know if somebody among those ten, if two had stood in between, one leg with the ten, and another leg, God would have said, okay, this one, let's just... They are just double-minded. Are you getting what I'm saying? But we are not able. We are not able. God is saying you are able. You are saying you are not able. It's because you have never been really interceding. You know, I found out in the ministry of Moses that the closer you are eh, to the one that leads and ministers, and you practice those things they practice, you see what they see. You understand? You practice. They will have overheard the prayer of Jesus Christ's disciples. Ah, is he will pray for us? Let's go and sleep. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, I know I'm not praying for myself, but I know Pastor is praying for me. Ah, that Pastor. Ah, I trust him. Then you should also arise and start praying for other people. Praise the Lord. I said, Praise the Lord. So the ministry of the Spirit is the ministry of the Spirit. Let's take things very seriously. I mean, there shouldn't be choir administration on Sunday without serious intercession before the day. Know that pastor only should be praying for, you know, to, to be granted or transferred. That's why I like when we're praying this evening. You know, it's something that is everybody's responsibility that utterance must be released. And let me tell you, you can be an intercessor who pray for utterance to be released via the man of God, your man of God, and you will not be the first partaker of the utterance. A word that God has been trying to pass across to you will just come. Pa! This is a great secret. And we all must actually take advantage of it. One of the greatest or most common similarities between the ministry of Jesus and Moses is intercession. John chapter 17, if you read almost the whole chapter, Jesus Christ was interceding for the disciples. He said, the glory you gave me, I gave them. Let them be one. He was praying that God should unite them and make them one. I told you in 1 John 2, 1-2, interceding for us. I told you about Daniel. I told you about Ezekiel. All right? Let's end it with Paul. Ephesians chapter 3, if you read from verse 14. For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus, yes, Christ, yes, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, yes, that we, that he will grant you, not grant me. Can you see that? According to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his, with, with might through the, his spirit in the inner man. Then he continues. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16, verse 17. Verse 17. 
He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the in verse 16. When we heard of your faith, we do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. You see that? Colossians chapter 1, 9, the same thing. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the same thing. We pray that God should comfort you with the comfort with which he has comforted us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, the same thing. That's Paul. He prayed for people to the point that he started demanding for prayer. There are great and effectual door open. Pray for me. A great and effectual door open unto me. There are many adversaries. Pray. Ephesians chapter 6, if you read from verse 18. Let's read from verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. He said, Praying always with all manners or all prayers and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Can you see that? You pray for all saints. Not all saints primary school. All saints. Praise the Lord. I know that's the school you attended. All saints. Verse, next verse. Look at it. He said, and for me, pray for all saints. Me too. That utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. So that means if you don't pray for him, his mouth might not be opened boldly to make known the ministry, mystery of the gospel. You are sick. You should pray for the man of God so that when he is making declaration, healing can jump out into your body. Heal me, Lord. Heal me. Heal me. Heal me. You have said that you are tired. Pray for your man of God. Go, job, 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 job. Job, Lord. I receive job, 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 job. And you have become job. Calling job, 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 job. Are you getting what I'm saying? Pray for your man of God to make a single declaration and God will lift you. It's partnership. Partnership. God told Abraham, he said, whoever bless you, will be blessed. Because that's partnership. That means whoever came into partnership with you, whoever came into partnership with you, will be blessed. Those who attack you, don't worry, it's me they're attacking. I will attack them. Hmm? To make known the mystery of the gospel. Verse 20. 20. He said, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to. So there is a way a man of God should speak. We ought to speak. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prayer must be offered so that we can speak as we ought to. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you are a preacher, you know what I'm talking about. Not to talk of somebody who is in chains. Who they are watching everything he's saying. Do you remember they told them that, have we not told you not to speak in this name again? Uh-huh. So you understand. As we hope to. Let me close with 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. That government, why are we praying for those governments, stupid governments, clueless government? You have used your mouth to destroy the government. That's why they are clueless. You have forgotten that a man's lips shall satisfy his belly. Or his belly is satisfied by the fruit of his lips. To other people who are not saying anything, they are not clueless. They are getting contracts. He says, see, this government is the most terrible government I've ever seen in my life. Terrible government. 
This is Paul. He wrote to Timothy. He's commanding Timothy to command the territory that God has put under him. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intersections. Can you see that? Intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. How many men? So in this all men, you see Muslims, you see Christians, you see um, what what else we have? Buddhists, you see traditionalists, you see atheists, you see agnostics, you see everybody. All men, you must pray for all men. For Christ died for all men. Can you see that? If it's just a prayer of God, your will, your death must not go in vain. On in the life of all these men, they must be saved. You must pray for all men. This is the reason why we call for evangelism. You have a very low, very funny attitude towards it. It shows you have not been praying for all men. Look at it. He said, for all men. Now you pray for all men first because it's out of all men that those who are in authorities will come out. Our president now represents the state of our all men. All men is the citizens of Nigeria, Federal Republic of the Are you getting what I'm saying? Of Nigeria. So all men. So goes the leader, so goes the country. The leader will come from the people. The leader is the representation of the people. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to pray for all men so that next time they are choosing leader, they can choose better person. They themselves will have been better. So you don't put all the blames on the leader, though he's supposed to take the blame, but the people produce the leader. The leader did not come from Sudan. He came from the people. Praise the Lord. Oh, you're still thinking they came from Sudan. All right. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Yes. I said, for kings. Can you see all men first? For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reference. He told us the reason. He said they would disturb your church service. Don't pray for them. They will ban keke and ban. Do you understand? And you will be trekking. Don't pray for them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or maybe it's your prayer that made them ban it because of security reasons. When they make laws, it affects everybody. You can decide in church and it may not affect them except you are deciding in the will of God for God to touch them. But they will make laws and it will affect everybody. They can declare a public holiday. When everything is fixed, revival meeting or church meeting, and the public holiday will hold, and nobody will move. Are you getting what I'm saying? Marathon race shut down some roads in Lagos. That's how powerful authority could be. Authority can be powerful. Look at it. It says, so that we might live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and what? Reverence. If they say no job for you, no job, you have to pray. Next verse. Next verse. He said, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. He said, it's godly. It's acceptable. Yes. He said, he said who desires all men? Now, this is, this is the prayer point. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Most of the time we pray for them for wisdom. They don't need wisdom. They need to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You can't pour old wine or new wine in a old wine skin. 
wisdom. They operate a heavenly wisdom. They have scientific wisdom. With that wisdom, if they have the fear of God, they will rule right. If they don't have the wisdom of God, they will promote the nation. If they don't have the wisdom of God, in five, ten years, we'll be competing with powerful nation. One of the governors immediately was elected before he was um, is he commissioned or ordained or sworn in. Yes, sworn in. He went to Harvard. That's gathering earthly information and wisdom. Fantastic. That one, those ones, they are enough. But they are not saved. A demonic Harvard graduate is a demon. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? If you go to Harvard now because you have the Spirit of God, things will work better. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. He said, the name of his faith. To come to the knowledge of the truth. This is, they must not just be saved, they must come to the knowledge of the truth. Hey, this is powerful. My friend, if you have been saved and you have not come to the knowledge of the truth, this is what it means. When you are saved, there are certain level of truth that God wants to unfold to you. Alright? That talks about your portion in Christ. That talks about how you should move in Christ. That talks about your inheritance in Christ. They must know the reason why they are there according to God's agenda. The knowledge of the truth. Knowledge of the truth. For example, in the scheme of things, Amatekon will be knowledge of the truth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Secure the life and property of... Are you getting on the citizen? So, Amatekon. Praise the Lord. So we brought out the version in the scripture. It said, Yoruba version. I'm there. <laughs> and those ones from the north too, they say it has Christian origin. It's, this country is just a funny place. It's a funny... <laughs> I love Nigeria. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> we are here. Praise God. I know you can't say you are planning to, you are planning to exit the nation. It has become a prayer point in every in every church now. Embassy opened unto you. Visa, visa. I even saw somebody opening his shoe and visa came out. There is miraculous now, but that's not in Nigeria because they will have beaten him. I don't think that's in Another people came for the other shoes or the other leg. The pass or remove so that uh, passports can come out. Funny things. Jesus will soon come back because what we are saying alone on the internet. Jesus can't take it anymore. I don't think he can take it. Because me, <laughs> I can't take it at all. Who desire all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Yes, next verse. For there is one God and blah, blah, blah. Go to verse 8. Verse 8. He said, I desire therefore that men, that the men, can you see that? We have left the prayer ministry to women. That the men, but then pastor is talking about men and women. No, the men. You will see that he's not talking about men and women now. The men. He said, you just be praying. I labor. I hustle. You will die hustling. If you don't want to die hustling, you have to pray. God has not called you to a life of hustling. Look at it. I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere. Can you see that? Lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Yes. 
in like manner also that the women. So you should know that he's talking about the men. Is he talking about the men now? Yes, sir. That's okay for tonight. Intercessory ministry is very important. It's the basic fundamental ministry of believers. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the entrance. Give life and understanding to the simple. We receive the word with meekness. We are quickened by the word. Today we make that decision to pray. To intercede for souls, intercede for church, intercede for the nation, intercede for government, people in authority, for kings, for all men. We intercede. Every time we see problems, we intercede. Every time we see issues, we intercede. Every time we see things to complain about, we pray instead. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Can you pray in the Holy Ghost? Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's Word by Pastor Kaka Ophisaya, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus 234-8035-858047 or send a mail to kakaoophisaya at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.